This audio sermon is brought to you by the House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries. For more information, please visit www.hipm.org. As I said last week, we talked about a church that is dead. A church that is dead. And we found out that prayerlessness is the cause of the death of a church. A church which is not praying is not existing. A church that is not praying, it is a dead church. So much of death is into the churches today because churches are no more praying. Churches are considered as becoming a social gathering rather than a time of prayer. You know, God spoke to us saying that we need to pray for the leadership of the churches today. I don't know how many of us are praying for your pastors, the churches where we go. It is time that you need to pray for pastors and leaders at the church. It is time that we need to pray for the congregation. We need to pray for the members in the congregation. And God spoke to us last week. And even some of us committed to pray for the church and for the ministry and for the leadership. And today, I want to share with you from the book of Genesis chapter 6 and chapter 7, a couple of scriptures I would like to read before we really get into the word of God. Genesis chapter 6. Let's turn our Bible to Genesis chapter 6. Let's read a couple of scriptures there. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives from themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. There were giants on the earth in those days. And also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Verse 5, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. Verse 8, but Noah found grace in the, in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and in, indeed it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the, with the earth. Verse 14 says, make yourself an ark of, of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark. And cover it inside and outside with pitch. 
and this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it to a cubit from above, and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower second and third decks. And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, your wife and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Of the birds after the kind, after their kind, of animals after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind. Two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. And if you move to chapter 7, scripture says what exactly real took place when Noah did all these things. And if we can quickly go to verse 6, Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters were on the earth. So Noah with his sons and with his wife and his son's wives went into the ark because of the waters of the flood. And he took all the animals and clean animals, unclean animals as the Lord instructed. And verse 11 says, in the 600 year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, on that day, all the fountains of the great deep were broke open and the windows of heaven were opened and the rain was on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. And if you can come with me to verse 20, 21. And all flesh died that moved on the earth birds and cattle and beasts and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth and every man and all in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life all that was on the dry land died god completely destroyed the world that he created the ark that was built by noah the ark that protected noah and his family when the whole earth was destroyed, very well resembles the church in the New Testament. The ark which was built by Noah in order to protect their lives from the deadly flood that took place, very well resembles the New Testament church. Noah's ark foreshadows New Testament church in many different ways. Some of them, for example, Noah's ark was built for 120 long years church has been around more than 2,000 years now. Noah's ark was made of wood. Christ died at the cross which was made of wood. Noah's ark was sealed with pitch. That's what scripture says. The church is sealed by his blood. The church is also sealed by the Holy Spirit. Noah's ark had window for light and God has given the window that is the word of God to bring light into the darkness of our lives. And Noah's ark had only one door. Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone comes to me, by anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go out and come in and find pasture 
Jesus is the only door according to scripture. And Noah's ark took them from the land of destruction, the land of wicked, into the land of righteousness. Today, the church is made in order to take the children of God from this wicked land into the land which is holy, into the land which is, which is yet to come, which is eternal in nature. Noah's ark contained only one family. Noah's family. And today the church contains only one family. The family members are washed by the precious blood of the Lamb. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For we are all in one. All one in Christ Jesus. That's what scripture says. There was only one ark. There was no other boat which was traveling in the flood. There was only one ark in the same way. There is only one body today. Only one church where the members are saved by the precious blood of the Lamb. What color they are, it doesn't really matter. Where they are from, what language they speak, it really doesn't matter. As long as they are washed by the precious blood of the Lamb, they become the member of the church. It is one family. So Noah's ark very well resembles in the New Testament church today, I strongly believe we have more evidences to just believe that the Noah's Ark in the Old Testament is nothing but a New Testament church today. But today, my focus is not really to, you know, uh, not really to tell how exactly the Noah's Ark looks like the New Testament church today, but rather my focus is to focus on some of the responsibilities that God had given to Noah. And I believe. God had given the same responsibilities even to us as a New Testament church. Let's read one scripture, Genesis chapter 7, verse 1. Genesis chapter 7, verse 1. Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. You are righteous before me, in this generation, Psalm 34 verse 19 says, Psalm 34 19, many other afflictions of a righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. The righteous must be protected. The righteous must be protected. Noah was instructed to protect his family because scripture says he was the only one found righteous in those days. And the righteous need to be protected. The ark was not just there. It was because it was built by Noah. It was there to protect the righteous family. The family of Noah. The responsibility that God gave to Noah. God the same responsibility is what God has given to the church today. God gave the responsibility of building the ark just to protect the righteous people of the, on the land. And today, God has given the church the same responsibility of protecting the righteous. I'll take it further to know what exactly I'm talking about. The responsibilities God has given to Noah, number one, God has asked him to build the ark to separate the righteous from the wicked. God has asked him to build the ark just to separate the righteous from the wicked. In Genesis chapter 6, as we read, the Bible says, it was roughly 1600 years since the creation. 
1600 years have passed by since the fall of Adam. And they have come into a time their wickedness was flourishing. The violence was too much. And God said, my spirit will not strive with man forever. My spirit will not strive. My spirit will not continue behind man forever. And God has decided to separate the righteous from the wicked. The method God used in order to do that was by building an ark. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, Matthew 24, Verses 39, 7 to 39, Jesus said, But as the days of Noah were, so also will the, will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus very well said that it was so wicked. The world was so wicked at the time of Noah. It is going to be the same at the time of the coming of the Lord. You know, today when we, the whole world is living in its darkness. The whole world is living in drunkenness and adultery. Now God has kept the church because God wants to protect the righteous. God wants to separate the righteous from the wickedness. You know, as those who are not found inside the ark were destroyed. Only Noah and his family, they were found inside the ark. The rest of the people were destroyed. That's what the scripture says. When we say that, the New Testament church resembles the Old Testament ark. The people, those who are not found inside the church, are kept for destruction. The reason for the existence of the church is to separate godly people. Separate godly people. Church separates the godly from the ungodly. You know, today if you ask what is the reason for the existence of church, church is existing because God is gathering his people. God is gathering his people. The one who is not part of the church, the one who is not, part, not identifying himself or herself with the church, are not guaranteed or is not guaranteed because they are, don't belong to the church. The Noah and his family was found inside the ark. Only they were protected. You know, when John the Baptist told about Jesus in Matthew 3.12, let's read Matthew 3.12. His winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat to the bonds. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Today's church is the threshing floor. Church is the threshing floor today. Where the winnowing fan of God's word separates the wheat from the chaff. You know God's word is the winnowing fan. When God's word comes towards us, it separates the good from the bird. The God's word separates the wheat from the From the chaff. You know church is a place of separation. You know God brings his people into the church. And as the word of God is preached. God converts their lives. And God makes a difference in their lives. They don't go back to the pattern of this world. God is because God is separating his people. 
Church is a threshing floor where God is separating you and I from the rest of the world. You know, that's what God does. Every time he brings us into the church, God is teaching us, teaching the word of God. And as we receive the word of God, that separates us from this world. We still live in this world, but then we live godly. We want to walk in the ways of God. We want to live righteous, you know, because one day he's going to come to gather what belongs to him. In the same way, a farmer brings the wheat and he, he, he put that in the threshing, threshing floor and he either asks the carols to walk over it and he, or he rolls something over it in order to separate the wheat from the chaff. That's what exactly God is doing today in the churches as the word of God is preached. The lives are turning back to God. Lives are changing and they are giving their lives to God. And God is separating the, the wheat from the chaff. Let's go to Revelation chapter 22, verses 11 and 12. Revelation 22. Scripture says, he, is, he who is unjust, let him be unjust. He who is filthy, let him be filthy. Still, he who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. And verse 12 says, And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Church is a place where righteous are made still more righteous. Church is a place where people who all want to live holy, they are made more holy. Church is a place where God is separating the wheat from the chaff. You know, today people think that God is so merciful. People say God is so kind. God is so merciful. He will accept everybody. They think that, you know, God is not a God who has anger. But you know, if you read the scripture, he's a God of anger. He's a God of vengeance. Scripture says, God is going to come back to take vengeance on those who reject his son, Jesus Christ. God is coming back to take vengeance on those who reject his son, Jesus Christ. And God is separating the righteous from the wicked. And he, he did that exactly the same thing in the time of Noah. And today he is doing the same thing. If the church today is allowing the pattern of this world, you know, God cannot do anything other than allowing his wrath even to come upon the church. Because God does something in order to protect the righteous. Not even one wicked could enter into the ark on that day. It was only Noah and his family. And today the church is the ark that carries the righteous people of God into the land of the living. Noah's ark moved from the land where it was and it was taken into a new land and there was no wicked. And exactly that's what church does today. It works on the lives of the people and church takes the people from this land of wicked into the land where is no wickedness. Where is our holy God where he lives? And that's what exactly church. Church is an ark that carries people into eternity. Number two, the responsibility of the ark was to protect the seed of the righteous. The responsibility of the church today is to protect the seed of the righteous. Genesis chapter 6 verse 8 says, Genesis 6, 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I really thank God for Noah's life. If Noah was not 
receiving the grace of God. If Noah was not living righteous, we are not here today. Because God would have destroyed Noah's family too. And everybody would have perished. And God would have made something else. You and I are here today just only because Noah found favor in the sight of, Lord, sight of God. Noah lived a righteous life. And that's the reason today we are existing. The second responsibility of the church is to protect the seed. Is to protect the seed. You know, today our children need to be protected. Our children need to be protected. Their soul need to be preserved. Their future need to be blessed. It is important that we need to keep them in the ark. If Noah and his family, his children would not have been there inside the ark, they would have been destroyed like the people of the world. Today, it is very important that you and I need to keep our children inside the church because their souls need to be protected. Their souls need to be protected. You know, this is a mystery as we read in the word of God. Bible says it very clearly. Church has the responsibility of protecting our souls. You know, that's what even happened at the time of Noah. Let's read one scripture. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 20 to 21. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 20. Scripture says, Who formerly was disobedient, when once the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight souls, eight souls were saved through water. Eight souls were saved through water. King James doesn't even say eight people were saved. Eight souls were saved through water in that ark. Today, church has a responsibility of preserving the souls, of keeping the souls. And 21 says, there is also an antitype which now saves us baptism. Not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As the ark was taken through the water, saved through the water, here Peter says, your salvation is incomplete if you are just saved by the blood of the Lamb. The salvation is incomplete. It says there is also an antitype which now saves us. The water was kept there to destroy, but now there is an antitype, the water which saves us, that is the baptism. Not just the removal of the filth, but it is a clear good conscience towards God. Through the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. You know, as we baptize ourselves into the water, that saves us. The salvation process continues. The salvation process becomes complete as we are baptized. Scripture says, eight souls were saved through water. The church has to save the souls. Church has to save the souls. Let's look at the way God protected the seed. You know, God decided to destroy the wicked living on this world, but he decided to preserve the righteous seed. When I say seed, I'm talking about the generation which are yet to come from Noah, from the life of Noah. So God decided to protect Noah and his family because this generation is very, very important. The varieties of animals, the birds and the creeping things, they need to be protected because they need to multiply. They need to multiply. Today, when we think about our seed, our children, they need to be protected. 
And there was no other sailing boat. It was just only the ark of Noah. Today there is no other community or there is no other social things that can save our souls, our children. It is only the church of God. It is only the church of God that has the responsibility of saving the souls. The moment church fails to save the souls, the souls are trying to go to different places, thinking that they can get saved. Church moment, church deviates from its agenda of saving souls. People try to find different methods. Today, the main responsibility of the church is to save souls. So we talked about number two reasons why God asked him to create that ark. First of all, to separate the righteous from the wicked. Secondly, God created the ark just to protect the seed of Noah. Number three, God was responsible for destroying the wicked in the world. But Noah was responsible to protect the children of God or the righteous. You know, church has to worry about how to preserve more and more people, how to preserve more and more souls, how to save more souls from the wrath of God. You know, God did not give them their ark, but instead God asked Noah to build the ark. Noah did not worry, really worry about, Lord, you told something about rain because it never rained until the time of Noah. Noah did not worry about, Lord, you spoke something about rain. Let me go to Google and find out what is rain. No, Noah did not do that. Noah did not do that. Noah knew very well his work is to build the ark. The work of the church today is to preserve, protect the souls, nothing else. Not an entertainment. Church cannot entertain people. But church has to preach the word of God to protect the souls, preserve the souls. Noah did not worry about, Lord, how you are going to destroy the wicked, Lord? There are so many people, how you are going to destroy? Noah was not making, you know, even gallows and weapons and trying to kill every wicked. No, Noah was not doing that. Noah left that to God. You know, today, churches are trying to do something, you know, in the, in the, the community, in the field, out there, thinking that they can accomplish. Then they deviate from their call. The call of the church is to protect, is to save the righteous for God. Noah was making an ark to protect the righteous. Today the mission, the only mission that God has given to the church is to preserve souls. Our souls need to be preserved. Our children's souls need to be preserved. People who are living around us, they need to be preserved. They need to be kept away from the wrath of God. If we don't do that, the church lose their protection. The church lose their protection. The ark was to protect Noah and his family from the wrath of God. Let's read two other verses. Genesis chapter 7 verses 11 and 12. Genesis chapter 7 verses 11 and 12. And the rain was on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. On the very same day Noah and Noah's sons Shem, Ham and Japheth and Noah's wife and the three wives on his sons with them entered the ark. Rain was there on this earth. How many days? 40 days and 40 nights. And verse 11 says, In the 600 year of Noah's life, in the second month, the seventh day, 17th day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep were opened, broke open, and the windows of heaven were opened. How that happened? God did that. But what Noah did? Noah was building the ark. Noah was building the ark. 
You know, today when we tell somebody about the coming of the Lord, they say that, you know, you have been telling the same thing for the last 2,000 years. Where is your Lord? Where is he coming? But God is reminding us to continually, constantly continue that work of God. Noah was building the ark for 120 long years, scripture says. People who were walking around him, they were just teasing him. They were just looking at him so low, thinking that what is this old man, 600 years, he's sitting and building an ark. But when the flood came, then they realized that this old man who was sitting and building that ark, just to protect himself and his family. What are we building today? Are we building something that protects our souls? Are we building something that takes care of our children today? And God is asking us, God is asking us to continue with our work, continue with our building the church, standing together for the cause of the cross just to save the last of this world. Finally, God instructed Noah to take enough food as he entered into the ark. Let's read chapter 6, verse 21. And you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. God can do so many wonders outside, opening the floodgates of heaven and the earth and bring flood. Can't he give food to them? God who opened the door of heaven and poured manna into the wilderness, can't he take care of the, take care of the people who are in the ark or the animals and the other creatures in the ark? But God instructed Noah to get enough food into the ark. If you read scripture, chapter Genesis chapter 7, couple of verses and 8, couple of verses, you will realize approximately according to the current calendar, Noah and the animals, they were inside the ark for 370 long days. 370 long days, Noah and the animals, they were inside the ark. Can you imagine how difficult it was for Noah to organize food for his family, as well as for all the cattle and the creatures, they were inside the ark. God instructed Noah to do work. And that's what Noah was doing. Noah was exactly doing. There is some work which needs to be done in the ark of the Lord. And Noah's work was to gather food and to give food. Exactly that is what exactly God is expecting in today's churches. Churches need to work. They need to work hard. The ministers of God, they need to work hard. What do they do? They gather food. Noah, exactly that's what he did. The, they, he gathered food in order to distribute the food for the people and the animals inside the ark. Church has to provide food for the souls. Bible says, church has to give food for the souls. You know, that's why we have a Bible study. That's why we have preaching. That's why we have Bible teaching. We have so many things in order to study the word of God. Because only the word of God can nourish our souls. In Jeremiah chapter 31 verse, verse 25 says, Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 25, For I have satisfied the weary soul. And I have replenished every sorrowful soul. You know, if we don't receive the word of God, our souls become weary, tired. Our souls become tired. Our souls become sorrowful. Have you felt that at any time? An unknown sorrow, an unknown spirit is just bothering us. We feel sad all the time. There is something which is not at all good that simply tells you your soul is not happy. Your soul will be happy 
when we feed the soul with the word of God. If Noah could have taken all his family and all the animals inside the ark, if he failed to take the food along with him, everything would have been perished because 370 long days they had to stay in the ark. Today, we need to stay in the church until we die. As long as we live in this life. And if our souls are not fed with the word of God, we become tired. We become weak. Our souls become sorrowful. And God is saying that it is time that you need to be fed. The fourth responsibility that God has given to the church is to feed our souls. Before we close, in order to summarize, Noah's ark separated the godly from that godly. Church today is a threshing floor where the weeds are separated from the chaff as we read the word of God. There are people, they walk into the church today. The moment they hear the word and they say that, oh, it is very tough. You know what the word of God does? It separates the good from the bad. It separates the wheat from the chaff. Even when disciples, along with the disciples, when some of the disciples were walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, as he was preaching the word, you know what they said? Lord, it is very hard for me to follow. I cannot follow you. I'm just going back. That's what exactly the word of God does. And number two, Noah's ark protected the righteous seed of Noah. And today our seeds need to be protected. Our children, our generation need to be protected. And they need to be brought into the ark in order to receive that protection. Noah's job was just to build the ark. Not really worry about what God is doing. And today the responsibility of the church is to build the church in order to save the souls, protect the souls. And God asked Noah to do work hard, hard work. God asked him to do hard work to collect the necessary food so that he can feed the animals and the cattle and everyone there. And today God is asking the church to work hard, to study the word of God and to feed our souls so that our souls will no more be sorrowful and our souls will be prepared for the eternity. We need to thank God for the churches today. As we drive, as we walk around, there are many churches there are still there in the city today. We need to thank God for all the churches and all the preachings that is going on and all the souls who are nourished by the word of God. We need to thank God for the churches that God has given us. There are many places we cannot church anymore. There are many different parts of the world where people cannot get together like this and worship God. But God has given us good opportunity. We need to thank God for this wonderful time that God is speaking to us. And this morning, God has spoken to us. We have a responsibility, each one of us. Shall we just close our eyes? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.